Hey there, everybody. Before we get started on today's episode, I just want to mention that we had a little oopsie doodle on Phil's recording settings. So he's going to sound like he's a little bit tinny or what have you. That just happened for this episode. The following episode, it'll be a-okay. So don't you worry. We caught it. We fixed it. And moving on, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Pixelit podcast. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixelit. My name is Kevin, alongside Phil. And today, we're continuing down the path of Far Cry Absolution and deeper into the majesty of Montana. The, the just thrilling, beautiful vistas where people can go just to get away from it all and kill people just kill people and 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 there are no consequences in montana there are no consequences yeah that's the state that's like a it's either the state motto or the tourism board's motto uh there are no consequences in montana how, how do you think harrison ford gets away with crashing his planes constantly he doesn't he doesn't anywhere else but montana come to montana crash your planes just 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 do it <laughs> Crash your shit. Just crash it, man. <laughs> when, he, when he got to Montana, he turned to Chewie, who was not there, and said, we're home. <laughs> <laughs> and Allie McBeal was like, honey, it's, it's, it's not, there's no, never mind. Just have another joke, sweetie. It's <laughs> Allie, Allie McBeal. <laughs> Allie McBeal. She's also a fictional character, but she's also real. So, <laughs> just like Lockhart, that, that Dan, Flockhart. Flockhart. Thank you. Yeah, she's she's not actually there. It's Allie McBeal. Well, Allie McBeal is not there any, either. It's just yeah. uh, Harrison Ford is imagining Chewbacca and Allie McBeal as. <laughs> he's, he's he's he never you know the whole point of of marrying her was that he was obsessed with Allie McBeal, and so he was like, you can't, you know, no, I will not, I will not address you as Callista. From now on, this is, well, this is I, how our marriage is. I don't going. know, Callista. I don't know. Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal. She's like, Harrison, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Harrison Ford, we love you. We do. Please get on the show. Like, Can, you don't have to be a guest, yeah. you'll be like co host. Yeah, yeah, you'll be on. You'll be co-host. That uh, failing that, uh, Mark Hamill, could we have you on just doing your Harrison Ford impression? That would be very, very nice. I would, I would, <laughs> I would. We would have just an entire episode uh, of of just dedicated to asking him to say the same Harrison Ford lines over and over and over. Again. <laughs> like, guys, I. I do other things too. And you're like, we know, man, we know. We're just, just, just keep going, just keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Joker, whatever. Just, yeah, the Joker's cool. Yeah, just, this is this is what you're here for. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> dance, Luke Skywalker. Dance. <laughs> we paid you fifty whole dollars. Yeah, and you also told me that you were like a hospitalized twelve-year-old who had like six <laughs> weeks to live. It's like in my heart, I am. <laughs> I'm always wanting to make my wish. <laughs> my wish is that you're going to dance like Skywalker. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Light, 
Light Skywalker. Holy shit. I, oh my God, I'm tired. Light Skywalker of the Dark Side trilogy. <laughs> Can you tell I got a little sun this weekend? You got um, a little too much sun. Got a little too much sun. I'm, I'm, this is Kevin and I'm sunstroking Phil. <laughs> this is, this, this is, this is Pixelitz, the only novel where we talk about gaming podcasts. <laughs> yeah that's the podcast as that's we just it. talk about other gaming podcasts <laughs> it's just direct responses to gaming podcasts who don't know who we are but we feel like we've been wronged by like li- listen listen you son of a bitch yeah you know what video game apocalypse fuck you just fuck this is you'll never you'll never be half the man that we were in the 80s it was a different time than the boys were men and the men were drunk. Oops, all monsters. We're calling you out. Come on, man. When are you going to when are you going to accept my pitch that Jimmy Carter is the real monster that you need to be focused on? When Damn, are you going to do man. it, boys? Was that too much <laughs> for your for your subtle southern western virginian sensibilities? Is is West Virginia considered the South? I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like it's it's kind of. I I, I look at I, I listen to West Virginians and I'm like, yeah, it's a little bit of a. It's, it's kind of its own thing, right? It, it's very much its own thing, and also um, not as much as Montana, but definitely another place where there are no consequences. So no consequences whatsoever. Uh, whatsoever. You you want to blow up a mountain and yeah. to get to the rich coal inside? Go right yeah. ahead. I mean, how else are you going to explain Mothman and the coal mining industry in one state? West Virginia. West by West God, Virginia. Virginia. By God. That's, <laughs> people don't realize that that was meant to be more of an exclamation in the negative. West by <laughs> God, Virginia. <laughs> they just went with it. Virginia, West, it's funny, because West Virginia looks is is gorgeous, and it's just been... been just absolutely run over by capitalism. It's like it's it, like if yeah. if Montana had let Mr. Moneybags from Monopoly in, it would be <laughs> it would probably be a lot of uh, have a lot of the issues that West Virginia has had with with coal mining and all that stuff. West Virginia is simultaneously one of the most beautiful and terrifying places I have ever spent extended amounts of time in. Uh and and I just cuz I I'm all about the spooky mountains and spooky hills and the spooky woods, uh, even while I'm pissing myself in it. Uh, I, I, I told my fiance, I said, we're going to, I want to go camping. We, we camp a lot. And I said, I really would like to go camping up in West Virginia at some point. And she went, have fun. Uh, she left like you can do that by yourself. Yeah. You enjoy. I went up there and uh, I was passing through on the way to Pittsburgh for a show. And, uh, and I saw the a sign on the side of the road for the Flatwoods Monster Museum. And for those of you who don't know, but yeah, the Flatwoods Monster is like this cryptid slash alien thing uh, that happens, I think, in the 60s or the 50s or something. And, uh, and it is a minor blip on the cryptid radar. Uh, but yeah. I had to, on, on the way back, and I, it was on my radar at that point. I was like, on the way back, I'm going to stop. And I did. And that town is startlingly desolate. Uh, it was, they had they had this old ass this old ass movie theater that you were convinced uh, was going to. It was just the last movie it had played was like the Tangler or some damn thing. Uh, 
it said uh, It Chapter 2, and at the time, It Chapter 2 was a new movie. Uh, so I'm like, people go to the fucking Jesus Christ. Uh, it was it was just a spooky, quiet town. And when I walked into the museum, there was nobody in there. And I just kind of rummaged around and looked at stuff until this woman who had been in the back for a while came out and just kind of waved at me and just let me continue on my business. Anyway, uh, Flatwoods Museum, Flatwoods Monster Museum, uh, confusingly in Sutton, West Virginia, not uh, Flatwoods, West Virginia. Go check it out. It was a lot of fun. Go check it out. Check yeah. it out. This, uh, you got, please bear with us. We're getting like 150 bucks from the West Virginia Tourism Council for this. <laughs> this is just really a long ad spot for West yeah, Virginia. You guys can really just give us a, a minute. Uh, uh, and the food is, no. Okay. And that John Denver song. All right. And <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Uh, remember when the internet was okay we'll get back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, 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 good. we're good all right i think um, they, they owe us money we're good they, they okay yeah we really really went into the negative there uh yeah. and, and on the we overdrew the account on that one yeah, it's true <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh chapter two of far cry absolution uh, a lot of stuff happens in this chapter and uh basically it opens up with Will and um, I guess oh okay, it's Will and John. It's John talking. and like and company. It's it's the and it's, company. Yeah, Lonnie group. Lonnie them. is there too. Yeah. Um, Will and and Lonnie are eventually going to be the ones that kind of split off to go look for for uh, Mary May. Um, Mary May, which, which is how the which is how the uh, audiobook guy says it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um they're going off to and so just a real brief scene where they're they're talking about hunting down mary may and how mm-hmm. will has a like not a real past but will knew her as a kid um yeah. and yeah. and he knew and he knew her daddy who has yeah. uh recently passed away um and they then they find the wrecked car uh that she wrecked in the in the very beginning of the first uh prologue moment there uh, so we're kind of brought full circle basically at that point, but she's nowhere to be seen at that point. She's, she's managed to, uh, to, to get away. And then we, we cut over to Mary May and, <laughs> and she's, she's basically, um, I think later in the chapter or in that, uh, they talk, they mention her, uh, being basically like a mountain goat <laughs> on the, on the hill. As soon as she got out of the car, just like getting out of the uh um getting out of there um yeah, she's way ahead of them she gets way ahead of them she had lost them for they they haven't seen her in about five hours um she's lost them about five hours ago um and she is just trying to make her way uh make her way around she starts like inspecting her injuries where she had um, she has a bruise that goes from her her thigh all the way up uh, the side of her body um, from hitting the car door. Yeah. Um, it is she's not she's kind of in rough shape, but she's still managing to 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 get ahead of this hunting party. Yeah. Not not bad, though, for a person who like flipped a car. I have to say, you know, it's a really yeah. bad bruise. I'm sure that hurts like hell, but uh, not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, and meanwhile, John is just basically calling out, like, just, just 
shouting out to to her. Um, uh, she's hidden basically, and he's just you know saying, "Hey, we'll we'll come. We'll take you to see your brother. We'll take you to. We can all be friends. We can be a big happy family. You, your brother, me, and everyone else." Um, yeah. Meanwhile, their whole team is like hacking AK 47s and shit. And they're like, yeah, and no harm will come to you. Click, click, you know, just not really very convincing to be completely honest, but yeah, she's, she's hiding out from them. And no matter how, and it's funny because this happens several times in the first part of the chapter when she's running from them, she'll like get this huge head start on them and they'll just manage to just suddenly be creeping up right behind her. Yeah. Um, it's it's a testament to either how shitty of a uh, uh, of an escaper she is, or how <laughs> awesome uh, of a tracker Will is. She's just bad at escaping things, I guess. Yeah, um, I think, and there's probably the thing is, I would imagine there's only so many, despite it being a really large and wide and like open area. There's probably only so many places for a person to be able to go. Right? I imagine true. it's it's like. It's like, all right, well, it's not as, even though it's this huge area, it's actually not that big because, you know, she can't, for example, climb up that sheer rock face or whatever. Yeah. So we don't have to go that way. And it is a lot of wide open uh, plain spaces and that sort of thing. Uh, so that's true. Like, there's only so much dark wilderness for her to hide within. Right. Um yeah, so so Will is it, it this chapter is interesting because of the the speed at which it bounces between Mary May and Will, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Um we're getting them from we're getting their perspective a perspective shift relatively quickly. Um so when we get back to Will, Will is cuz Will has been having thoughts, clearly. Um he's not as hey, he's not super excited about no. Eden's Gate and all that stuff. He's yeah. he's and, he's a believer, right? He's a believer but he's not uh showing up every Sunday to church, you know. <laughs> right. Well, and he's also he's also, you know, this everything that they do is making you know, they're they're talking a big game about the spirituality which he clearly right. needs and they go into some detail later in the chapter and we'll get to it like why he needed this spirituality, why it's important right. to him. But yeah. the more actions they take and the, the, the more of the strange directions that they all go in, the less, um, you know, for, sort of faith he has in the whole outfit, which is, I mean, I know a lot of people who have, have left the church for exactly the same reasons. Uh, not right. necessarily because your pastor asked you to hunt down a young woman with a gun, uh, you know, literally speaking. Uh, sometimes metaphorically sure uh but he's he's just not at all thrilled at the prospect of them hunting down mary because he doesn't really know what they want with her uh and uh, any suspicions he has on what they might want with her uh clearly he's not exactly thrilled about right and pretty much the per worst person for will to be paired with in this scenario if you're having a crisis of faith in the institution of this church that you belong to, probably the worst person to be paired with is Lonnie, who oh, is fucking Lonnie. just the worst person. He's the worst. <laughs> he's the fucking worst. And yeah, he's he's paired with him this whole time. 
They're working together, and Lonnie is just such a piece of shit. And and he basically represents everything that uh, Will he's everything been. that's wrong with the church. Right. Well, he's a, yeah. He he kind of makes me think of people I've known over the years that are everything that's wrong with any church. Frankly, right. so yep. He's a yeah. he's a he's a real piece of shit. Uh, and of course they're they're working together, and uh, Lonnie will. Lonnie, you know what Lonnie does? He has this tendency uh, to say the quiet part out loud. Yeah. You know, he, he is not the guy you want on your team. Uh, he's like, he's like they're the cultists, you know, uh, uh, version of that dumb redneck, you know, uh, white supremacist where they're like, hey, we're trying to make sure that like we're, we're trying to get it so that people uh, don't realize that we're actually white supremacists. We want them to just think, you know, we believe in you know, being, you know, believing Jesus and being uh, proud of your country. And then later when they're sucked in, boom, we'll hit them with the whole blacks are inferior thing. And, right. Right. Uh, and, you know, and he's, and he's the one going, right, right. Yeah. And so they, they're recruiting and they're like, yeah, we we just believe in Jesus in our country. And he's like, yeah. And, and it's good because you don't seem very dark either. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. He is the, he is the, he is, yeah, mask off, just, yeah, saying the quiet part out loud when really ruining it for, I mean, not ruining it in, because these are people that you want it to be ruined for. I mean, oh, the, course, this, yeah. church, this church is not good people, um, but he is he is on the surface what everybody else is underneath. Yeah, yeah. There's a great example of it. I found when they're Will's trying to figure out why Lonnie, what, what, what are we going to do with Mary? What is, why does it matter that Mary's gotten away from them? What do we care? And Will says, he says that she's not a believer. Her family has always hated the church, and I don't see how bringing her in would change that. And Lonnie says it's better to have her under control than to have her loose out there. You're like, Jesus Christ, Lonnie. Right. <laughs> yeah, because Just, she's saying bad things about the church, so we need to bring her in and talk to her about that and yeah it's like, you know, with with the biggest quotation marks around the words talk to her that you've ever seen in your life yeah yeah so uh that's that's happening with lonnie and will and we cut back over to mary may and she's come upon a um a spanish father and son yes uh, some some herders some herders yeah they're they're tending to some sheep and obviously that is the subtext that we have these um we have these these guy these people looking after sheep yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, yeah and, she's running from a religious cult and she comes upon some very kind uh humble people watching over their flocks by night let's just say yeah <laughs> um and basically she starts asking them if what what do they know and and what you know well they're asking her what what's she doing yeah, um, because she want? basically she basically needs she needs food and rest and all that stuff yeah. um but she kind of digs into what they're doing and they're they're keeping an eye out for for woods and the father and i thought this was kind of neat the father only speaks in spanish and they never translate um they never directly translate what he's saying no the son no. the son will kind of talk talk about what he's saying but they never actually directly translate what he's saying 
Right. So um, at one point he says, es una mala iglesia, which is um, the, it's like, that's the bad church yeah, or something like church. that. Yeah. Um, and the son says, he says a bad place. They have tried several times to talk to their employer. Um, so and, basically and the, the church wants to just take the sheep. Yeah. And they do like they, they keep stealing them from them. Um, and they're just, they're just trying to make a living and, 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 be, now, and it co- comes up that the wolves are not wolves. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like we don't have to worry about, we have to worry about these, this, 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 these cultists stealing our sheep away. And actually this led to one of uh, an unintentionally hilarious moment to me. And I wonder if you didn't notice it too. Um, because they're like, yeah, the, these, this, this church group, they're bad people, man. They, they keep stealing our our sheep and we're just trying to make a living and we're losing more and more of them. And, and, you know, it's pissing off our boss and all that stuff. And, uh, and Mary says, she's like, basically she's, she says like, I know what you mean because I have a bar and they keep trying to, to, to shut down my bar. And the way she, it just cracked me up because it's like, they're stealing our sheep. We just want to live. We're just trying to get by. And she goes, I know what you mean. They keep shutting down my bar. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, it just, if there's something, of course she's right, but that's, it is kind of the same thing. It's similar, but it's similar, kind of, but the, the, the scale on the existential scale, it's very right. different. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> I know what you mean. All of my shooters and jello shots are gone. gone. <laughs> no, none of, none of the slutty girls for slutty girl night showed up to hand out <laughs> shots that are in test tubes for $5 a pop. How am I supposed to get by without my light up Jägermeister neon sign? They kicked it in. They kicked it in. And the sheep herders are like, yeah, it's the same. It's the same. It's totally the same. It's totally the same. And the sheep herders are like, you know, uh, okay this land belongs to no one it's and they're they're talking about you know they're they're over there quoting like marx and engel to her and she's (laughs) like but but my core is light yeah that's true (laughs) like if these people really wanted to help the people of the land they would you know get the the means of production back into the hands of the workers and she's like i know what you mean i lost five cases of ripple mints (laughs) (laughs) but they they feed her and they you know they 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 take care of her and and, uh you know and they find her she she ends up crashing with them doesn't she yeah 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 she sleeps with she sleeps at their little campsite and as you you caught yourself there yeah she sleeps with them yeah (laughs) it was a weird weird five pages it was a weird five page. It was yeah. got very, very, way too descriptive at times. Yeah, a little, you know, if you, you think, you think that uh, this guy got real creative with describing the dew on the grass in the morning. Wait until you see how he described the dew on the grass in the morning. <laughs> oh, God. So. So. Yeah, uh, she ends, and, and she ends up getting a, she, she gets a ride uh, from. Well, God, there it is again. God damn it. She gets a ride. She rides with one of the young men. One of the young men offers her a ride on his disco stick. And uh, we're going to move on to Will. 
<laughs> there's no way out of this gently or easily. So yeah, moving on to wealth. And and but it, it it's a it's a another terrific back and forth because Will and Lonnie come upon the same group of Mexican herdsmen. Yeah. And uh and and, and they basically the herdsmen it's kind of hilarious because when she met them, you know, they just the, the father couldn't speak English. That's true. But the son was like willing to be like, yeah. You yeah, know, the I'm son like, was like, yeah, I speak English. Yeah, sure. And yeah. when they show up, the son's like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no Oblo English assholes. I got nothing. <laughs> you know, and 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 it just and it and and he's and his instincts are correct because yes. Lonnie is the biggest douchebag in the world. Lonnie and, uh, is biz. I can only picture Lonnie as David Spade from Joe Dirt. Right, right. <laughs> but without any level of pathos or sympathy. Exactly. Like, you know, it just he's just he's the worst. And he's and he's like just t- he's he's telling them that they're rude and he's he's demanding food. He's they don't stealing have their stuff. Him. He's yeah. like stealing their stuff in front of them, and you're like, you guys are rude. As he's stealing yeah. their stuff. Yeah, and then and so ultimately he tries to steal a horse from one of them, and the kid pulls a knife on him, and Lonnie just like beats the shit out of him, just and, destroys this kid. Yeah, yeah, and goes in uh, to. It looks like he might be ready to kill the kid, uh, but Will stops him. Uh, you know, and and uh, it's it's and it's kind yeah, of Will, funny because Will stops him by. Uh, wrapping the um, wrapping his rifle around Lonnie's neck and nearly and nearly causing Lonnie to pass out. Right, right. And and it's it's kind of fascinating because there's this great line in it where you know Will says, you know, he's he leave the kid alone. He's just trying to protect his stuff. You know, you're trying to steal his stuff. And Lonnie says, what's his? And it's it's right. After the moment where the herdsmen are talking about this land doesn't belong to anybody, it belongs to the sheep, it belongs to all of us, it belongs to, you know, the world, and we were just standing on it for now and taking advantage of it for now. Uh, and so they believe in, you know, everyone having access to this place and presumably, and you know, helping people out when you, when you find each other along the way. And Lonnie's uh, sense of entitlement to what is you know what he sees as his you know what yeah. he says what's theirs and Lonnie what is, thinks everything belongs to him yes and, and the church and he, he believes it belongs to the church but and, and through the church it belongs to him but what's right. kind of funny about that is he goes on these tirades and you know they say in the end that he isn't uh, at a certain point later in this chapter but Kevin do you do you think Lonnie's a true believer <laughs> he in a, he is a true believer in the worst possible way. Right. Um, he believes, I think, yeah, he believes that he is owed something for what he does for the church. And I think he does believe in the stuff that the church is saying. Um, yeah. But I don't think he's like, he's weird. It's weird because he doesn't actually do the things that the church says you need to do. Right. He doesn't he abstain from all the time. He's constantly breaking the rules. He's basically just picking and choosing the things he wants to believe that suit Lonnie. So true believer. No, he's a, he believes in Lonnie. Most importantly, right. he's just found <laughs> a convenient set of rules that match up with 
Um, the, his worst instincts are right. exacerbated by this church. Right. And it's, and it's something I've always felt about the, the, the worst part about organized religions uh, in, in many cases is that it doesn't challenge people. People just find the verse or the scripture or the church that uh, won't challenge them on the things that they already want to do. Sure. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're never going to meet somebody who genuinely, genuinely in their heart of hearts loves gay people, loves gay culture, loves everything about gay folks and everything like that. They, they think they're the coolest uh, and they want them to live happily and everything. But then they go, ah, you know, but I, I got to tell you, it's tough, though, because the Bible does say that you guys yeah. are an abomination and right, right. Into those people. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the Christians I know who are who are. Uh, uh, pro-gay for example and typically you tend to be in the camp of like well look the bible says a lot of things man yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so yeah it's all we kind know, of the same at that point we, we know a pastor who is who is very much in that boat you know like professor cheney is is um yeah he's oh, yeah. he's he's very much in in that in that because he's ordained um yeah. and he's good, uh, he's good people yeah and he's good people um, and I think that's the problem ultimately when you have such a broad document, right? When you have such a broad document like the Bible, um, and they can't really speak on anything else because that's the only thing that I've, I grew up with and all that. Sure. But you have a, you have a, a broad document like the Bible with that is open to such wild interpretation. So not only is it a massive book the depth at which it can be interpreted varies from, from line to line. Oh God. Yeah. So based, based on a number of things, based on, based on a number of things, yeah, translation, any, any is it, was it a translation from Hebrew? Was it a translation from Greek? Was it a translation in from this to that? So many different things. And Absolutely. that's the, that's ultimately, yeah, where the source of that problem is that it can, it can ultimately say uh, whatever you want, you know, a thousand monkeys, uh, writing Shakespeare for a thousand years or whatever, or writing on a typewriter for a thousand years will eventually produce Shakespeare. Exactly. It's basically it's basically something like that in terms of interpretation. Like uh, all these people just keep looking at it for the answer that they want it to have, and, and rather if you than keep, if you keep looking, you'll find it. You'll find it. You'll find it. You'll find you'll find whatever you want to hear. I, I think this kind of comes back to the theme we talked about in the last episode about this book. It doesn't have this, any business being this smart. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, it's uh, we, we talked briefly and, and we're going to get a little bit into uh, this topic, but we talked briefly last uh, week about bliss, which is a drug uh, that is manufactured by the cult. And I complained that it was one of those things that like, you know, you want to, you know, the, it, it, basically the excuse is that these cultists are all under this drugs power. Um, which is a really weak message compared to no man. They 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 truly believe, yeah. Right, and and uh, and Urban White seems to agree with me because uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's he know he's he's got uh, his finger on the dial of of this kind of cult and and how it works and uh, and we're going to see a lot more of it in this chapter alone, uh, let alone yeah. in the rest of the book. So. Uh, moving along, let's see. Oh yeah, so uh, they keep they keep hunting, and they eventually spot Mary in a field. Yeah, uh, in the distance, 
and uh, and and he's like, and Will kind of to it's kind of hilarious because I called it. I was I was so pleased with myself. About an idiot could have seen it coming from a mile away. To be fair, uh, he's got his scope on his rifle, and he's you know it's she's this dot off in the distance, and he uses the scope to ID her, and he says, "Yeah, that's Mary." And he, and to prove it to Lonnie, he hands his rifle over to Lonnie, uh. who uses the scope to find her. And goes, "Yeah, that's her." And he has the nerve to be surprised when Lonnie Lonnie tries to take a shot at her. <laughs> I'm so worked up. I've got the hiccups. Oh, God, the hiccups. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the same time, John's men are attacking the herders <laughs> with yeah. AK-47s. Yeah, because no, no good deed goes unpunished in this book. Uh, the herders, which which actually, like, the guy, the, the, the father flipped and on Mary May after the whole scene told... Yeah. Uh, he he said, he in Spanish, he told uh, Will... Uh, she's going to the church uh, up there, and he points to the ridge um, where she had she had gone off. And so then, <laughs> and, and, then and to be fair, this is largely because they just you know beat the living shit out of his son, so he's yeah. he's a little upset. But yeah, John's men meanwhile are trying to trying to get the sheep. <laughs> yeah, because because the sheep are real important when you have a cult. You need you need wool. You need meat. You need yes. wool, you need meat, you need all that, you need that mutton. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, there's a lot of things happening simultaneously. Um, there's the, there's the gunfire at the, at the camp. Um, and then Will, um, Will, I like this. It's actually a nice, nice little uh, bit of writing because uh, Lonnie uses the gunfire to, uh, to put, push the, the, the bolt. Uh, the gu- the bullet into place. So yes. it says, Will might not have heard the click of his rifle had they kept on shooting, but as close to him and as familiar to him as it was, he turned almost in the same instant Lonnie pushed the safety forward on the rifle. And so like, so basically Lonnie was using, the, was trying to use the cover of the the gunfire to, <laughs> to yeah. arm the gun. Pretty smart, really. <laughs> and then Will realized what was going on. Um, and it cuts over to Mary May, who's basically like running across the, the field and then, uh, a bullet just land, like hits the ground, like 10 feet away from her. (laughs) And she realizes just how fucked she is at this point, which Lonnie took the shot, but we cut back to see that Will had, Will basically had tackled Lonnie just as he was taking the shot, causing it to miss. Right, right. And and finally, finally, we get what we've been waiting for, like half of this book. Lonnie and Will just have a throwdown, you know, absolute it, throwdown. Old, old former drunk versus piece of shit current drunk. Uh, <laughs> and they and they yeah, they and, and Lonnie seems to have the upper hand on him because he's younger, you know, and he's he, a younger dude. And yeah. he's really good. He's really good at punching people as they've yeah. kind of set set up. He's he's got a good punch, yeah. uh, got a good one, too. And I think it's it's really neat to re- remember this whole thing is taking place on a ridge. Yes. And it's like it's like this really dramatic, dramatic fight between the two of them. Um, they're 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 Lonnie is taking swings. Um, the rifle gets dropped. Will thinks that it's like fallen off the edge. Um, and uh, basically 
and I like because it it's not that drawn out. It's not a very drawn out scene. No, it no, feels it, it feels it doesn't go on long, which makes sense for where they are. Um, basically, what ends up happening is the rifle drops. Will um, looks sees where it is just as he he like kind of ducks down to grab it. Lonnie takes a swing at Will, um, and this because Lonnie misses Will, he throws himself over the edge. Yeah, uh, <laughs> literally throws himself off a cliff. Literally throws himself off a cliff with the momentum of his punch. And it's just so satisfying. Um, He dies horribly. Horribly. It's great. He falls off the cliff and he hits like every rock on the way down. Oh, yeah. And um, basically, um, is it is it in this in this immediate scene? Oh, yes. Uh, one of Lonnie's arms lay behind him in a strange backwards rapture while his face looked upward and his head appears like it had been popped and then stretched away off his body. Yeah, he's he is effectively decapitated. Yeah, it's an internal decapitation. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, my God, it is brutal. And, and you're almost, we're almost halfway through the book at this point. And, and you know, so this is a particularly... A garish uh, uh, death, and 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 it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Could Good not have happened to a nicer guy. Good fucking riddance, Lonnie. I, I'm, you know, and there's a part of me as a writer. There's a part of me that was kind of like, oh man, you know, as a writer, you kind of want to drag those guys out and get their just desserts, maybe at the very end, the final climax. But as a reader, I was like, good, fuck them. I'm I'm ready to move on get to the him. story now. Get him a, a nice, satisfying death to basically the books. Um, obviously, not the antagonist of the book. But uh, an early not, heel, let's he's say. He's a heel. Yeah, he's a henchman. And yeah, he, he, yeah. John, John Seed is still the, the, the big bad for this, the purposes of this story. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, a, but, a, but a, a particularly nasty heel. Yeah. And um, and so Will like searches through Lonnie's stuff and he ends up finding this wolf collar, which is a transmitter. And they've been talking about using transmitters and planting them on people and things to uh, basically know where they are. And this basically explains why wherever they have gone, uh, John Seed and his buddies have been sure to follow. They've been following a signal. Right. Exactly. Um because it's like it, it, it's like how did like Lonnie hasn't been talking to John, and the, mm-hmm. so they've just been using a transmitter to follow follow along. Right, right. Um, so as this is happening, and I thought this is a pretty interesting bit of writing uh, that continues throughout the chapter. We we switch over to Mary, and she's watching Will rummage through all this shit, and she sees Will holding a gun. And based on where he is and everything like that, she kind of assumes like Will's the guy who shot at me. Sure. You know, uh, and so she she basically gets the hell out of Dodge and escapes further into the wilderness um, with Will uh, going after her. Uh, yep. And it goes goes back and forth a couple of times in short moments of her creeping through the wilderness, him going through, trying to call her name in a way that wouldn't be threatening. He, he needs to protect her. Uh, he, he feels responsible for her at this point. Now, Will did take a good shot uh, to the stomach, not an actual gunshot or anything, but but Lonnie uh, knocked him over. Yeah, 
punched him yeah. and just ran yeah, it kind of loose. It, it basically it's it's written in a way where it's like is it from the 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 Lonnie beating the shit out of him or right. is it something else who right. knows moving on <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he coughs up something he's been coughing up junk uh throughout the book and i never thought to bring it up at any point first because gross uh second because he's an old man and a former alcoholic uh of course he's coughing shit up every morning that's just that's natural that's just- that's the way not, it happens. Have you not lived with an old man? Like that's the first five <laughs> minutes of every morning is ah, ah, like that's just that's just getting it getting it all out. Right, getting all the just, stuff that's been sitting in the lungs all night. Yeah. Did did you have the air conditioner on? The dude's stuffed up. That's a fact. Uh, but this time around, they seem to be implying that that something is wrong in his guts, uh, and and they're they're not exactly clear on it, but but probably. If you know writers, not not a good thing. Uh, so he keeps following her, and uh, Mary's eventually, while she's hiding, she hears someone calling her name, and it yep. seems like a nice voice—a voice that she has that ha- hasn't been calling her yet. And, and it's her, it's her brother. It's her brother, and you think at first it's going to be Will. I thought it was Will at first, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's her brother Drew, who she's been looking for That's, this entire time. That is Drew, who is her goal for this for this entire story so far is to find Drew. Drew finds her. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so basically, because she had been um, she had kind of uh, she ended up on a on, by a road. And so she sees the, the headlights and then she hears the name call out for her. And it's it's Drew. And they have a little, they have a little moment. It's just like, like a little back and forth. I mean, like she asks him, "Have you heard about Daddy? Have you heard about Mama?" Um, and um, she's, she kind of has this moment. She has, she finally breaks down a little bit. She's, yeah. she's crying. She's been keeping it together for a long. She's been time. keeping it together for a long time. Her parents are have both died within the within a week of each other. Yeah. And um, at the at the um very end of this scene she see, notices that drew is driving one of the church trucks yeah um and he just says yep now get in the truck and let me help you yeah uh- <laughs> and, and, he keeps, and he keeps saying like i'm gonna take you home let's get, let's, let's get you in the truck let's get you home where you can have something to eat something to drink let's get you home and i'm just sitting there going Come on, girl. You know he isn't talking about your home. They are like, not talking about the same home. Not the same <laughs> home. Come on, man. Like we all know, we've all met that weird skeezy person at the end of last call at the bar. Who just yeah. Come on. You know what's happening. But it's her brother. So it's her brother. Know, what's she gonna do? What's she gonna um, do? And then Will shows up. Basically, he sees. He shows up just after as the scene like. Um, the very, he's wrapping like leave. the tail end. He's watching them leave. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then John, John rolls up. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> and he congratulates him. It's like it's like he he, he, he you, you delivered Mary to us basically. Yeah. Um, he's like you did a great job, and John and Will is like, yeah, I killed Lonnie, and John's like, yeah, it's fine. Well, I, I, thought that was a, I thought that was really interesting because that was super culty what he does because yeah it, it, it's like he says he says you know Lonnie was a bad scene he was just a he was just a 
you know, he was starting to get further and further away. You notice John, he was drinking. John, John Seed says Lonnie was a bad seed and oh, then God looks directly oh, <laughs> looks directly into the camera. I, I thank all of you for joining us in this, my final episode of Pixel Lip, where I finally took it too far without even realizing it. I will now excommunicate myself from this fine and upstanding society known as Pixel Lip and podcasting in general as a mea culpa for this <laughs> grievous sin. Uh, Jesus Christ. But I yeah. think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the show. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he, he absolves him, is what he does. He, he says, you know, Will says, I'm, I killed the guy. I'm responsible for his death. And, and John forgives him and absolves him of his sin. It's a very religious moment in a way. Yeah. Uh, there's a, you know, it's very culty. He says, you know, you did nothing. And then he goes into that basically saying, you know, you came to us when you came to us, you needed us and we gave you everything you needed. And now at this point, you know, we owe you, you've done so much good for us. You know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're top, brass here as far as we're concerned uh we're gonna take care of you now and uh, yep. let's head on home and let's get you washed up and let's let's treat you like let's the badass you right. leader you are yeah exactly yeah. um yeah and and it's weird because yeah, i'll tell you what they they kind of got me that's it that's how it was good enough writing that i was like oh good for will good for will good for will will's getting the recognition he, he deserves he, from he this crazy got, ass cult. yeah that crazy ass cult <laughs> finally gave him a recognition they gave him better than the usual you know cost of living pay raise every year they they did right by him I'm like what the fuck are you talking about uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god um we cut over to uh mary may and drew and they're having a delightfully awkward scene because what we what we thought was uh happening at the end of the old previous scene is actually happening where drew is like yep uh, well, i'm not taking you to your home or mama no. and daddy's home he i'm is, taking you to cult land he is brainwashed like he is he is Drew has there. Drew is gone. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Drew's not here, Mrs. Torrance. And uh, he's uh, yeah, and, and he says, and he's like trying to be reasonable in the same way that like, well, I mean, Jack Nicholson in The Shining is trying to be reasonable with Shelley right. Wall, where it's like he's like, yeah. hey, listen, listen, you know, all we want is to talk. You come over and let's all talk. And then afterwards, we'll let you go. And it's like listening to Jack Nicholson be like, I'm I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. (laughs) Like, bitch, talk and roll. Get out of there. open the door and get out of there. And he notices that she's holding the gun now (laughs) at this point. Yeah. Um, Daddy's gun. Daddy's 38 Magnum. That's right. He's like, that's weird that I started talking about weird shit that suddenly I noticed you were holding a gun. Huh. Huh. Probably has it probably doesn't mean anything. Probably nothing to do with it. Anyway, let's go to get your brainwashed. He's like he looks over and he goes, Hey, is that the gun of Barry Burton? <laughs> uh uh, and um oh, and it cuts over to Will. Will is getting his 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 meat and threes. 
Uh, they 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 took care of him. He's he's uh, getting fed by his old friend Holly, who used to be a neighbor of his. Right. Um, you know, they they knew each other before the accident that took his uh, his wife and and kid. You know, uh, they we get some implications on that. Implications. Implications. And uh, Holly is going to be the the liaison, the will liaison. Now that Lonnie is gone, yeah, um, yeah, because they're that's a that's a official t- official job is the person who talks to Will. <laughs> right, right. The person who takes care of Will. Uh, she's a little more pleasant. <laughs> She she feeds him, she feeds him, and she starts by telling him, confessing to him that the cult's getting a little weird. Cult's getting a little culty. Getting a little weird, Kevin. Could you believe it? Oh, I would have never, I would have never have guessed. Basically, it's, 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 and what's neat is because you realize Will hasn't actually been in the cult's uh main area in no. a long time. No, he lives on the outskirts. He hands over what he what he hunts and everything like that. He just he doesn't like being and you get a little bit further into that in this chapter where he 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 wakes up and he's just not comfortable in doors. He needs to be outside. He needs to be out out of doors, that kind of thing. And it's less it's more than He's a woodsman at that point. Like there's something very necessary about him being outdoors. So yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's, he's not always in the know into what's going on uh, over at Eden's gate. He doesn't, right. he doesn't know the full story. And and she explains to him about bliss. And this is the first time, is this the first time we have bliss mentioned in the book? I believe so. Yeah. Which is this, this drug that all the cultists seem to be on. And, uh, and it's kind of funny because I was just listening to a podcast. Uh, when I was reading this, I was also, I had been listening to a podcast about the use of methamphetamines within Nazi Germany. Oh, and it was, a, and it was like somebody, uh, was writing about it. And he said that Germany was a methamphetamine. Uh, the Nazis were a methamphetamine government. Basically everyone was on them. Because everyone needed them just to get by. Because they wanted, if you were a mother, you needed to be a baby factory to get those Aryan babies out there. And so right. they were on meth to, to stay awake and take care everybody, of them. Everybody was awake and doing things. Right, right. And, and you know, soldiers, obviously, that's, that's obvious. You know, uh, the brown shirts were on them. Everyone was doing meth because it kept you up and it kept you active. Uh, and it helped you to do violence uh, in large quantities without fear and, and without pain. And, uh, and the way she describes the cultists being on bliss is basically the same thing. She said, these young men are going out there, they're getting all blissed up and then they can just absolutely crush shit. They can steal and destroy and they have no conscience. And it's just, it's, it's uh, they're all on it. Uh, and the parallel is just kind of amazing. And and if you're going to have a super drug uh, that's, you know, all over a cult and it not be the reason that the cult's a cult, uh, I got to say, this is a pretty damn good explanation. I was just, it, and she doesn't talk about it for long, uh, but no. in a very short amount of time, Urban White does a great job of explaining the importance the way of this drug. Yes, exactly. Um, and one of the things that, um, and I just wanted to mention, because we talked briefly about, um, Will and why he's here. 
And we had we had kind of I think we we missed it earlier. There is a moment where Will has a dream um, mm-hmm. in this chapter, and it's good as time to talk about it as any. Will has a dream earlier in this chapter about his family, and that yes. he is unable. And it's a very simple dream. He is he basically puts his daughter to bed. He leaves. She starts screaming, and then he's unable to get back into the room that she is in. The door just won't open. And that's 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 the extent of the dream yeah. is is he can't save her. Um, and and so that that in context with, you know, you have Holly who who knows Will. She knows his his past. Yeah. Um, you can you can start to see the the darkening clouds of Will's past life are starting to. Uh, reappear after years of being stuffed down underneath this um, basically this this blanket of um, of the church the there's these little leaks now of like uh, like I've never actually dealt with this you know right (laughs) um so yeah and then we we're back with uh with Mary May and um um where uh, there we go um and mary may is she's cleaned up she's getting dressed and and um uh she's she is talking to drew it's a real brief scene um but uh drew basically puts her on notice um you're a guest here mary may our parents always taught us not to be rude yeah Yeah. i love that by the way that's another thing that the, the the fucking nazis love doing you know they 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 like to accuse you if you're not willing to listen to them be fucking psychopaths then you're rude uh it's just yeah nailed it yeah yeah um and then we we cut back over to will and he's having a scene with the father yes um joseph seed himself is is on the scene um and you know the father is giving him some advice and will is starting to remember um there's there this is the first reference i believe to the 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 tattoos which is one of the more macabre things it's it's a moment it's a huge moment in the game (laughs) oh yeah big time um and they make a they make a meal of it urban weight really made a meal of it in this book (laughs) where um where basically and they they just hint to it in this in this scene the tattoo the razor the giving of the skin yeah um and and will is basically just reaffirming his faith to uh the father um not necessarily father asks him basically to be his hatchet man yeah you yeah, know, he says, you know, he, he he heavily implies, he says, you know, taking shots, you know, punishing, like, I'm going, I'm going to need you to do a lot of the shit that we've been asking you to do. Uh, yeah. he's, he seems to be asking him. To are you be, ready? To, yeah. Are you ready to do what it takes to find salvation? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that's and that's also where we, you know, where he, he, uh, he the father openly says, mentions his his wife and child being taken away from him. He talks about the end of the world. You get a really good sermony, apocalyptical kind of uh, sermon from this guy while he also basically tells Will, I'm going to, I'm going to need you to be 
a real murder hobo for me uh, in the next next few months here. So uh, hope 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 that's good. Uh, And at first, Will can't really acknowledge the father. He can't. He finds that he has a harder time looking at him, acknowledging what he's saying. But uh, in the end, uh, clearly he makes some sort of affirmation because it cuts to Mary also entering. uh, uh, Yeah. She's in the same room and basically watching the scene from another angle. Um, And will, as will is leaving um, Mary, Mary sees his face and, and, and will actually says, I'm glad to see you, Mary may as he's leaving. Um, and says the same thing that uh, drew and, um, uh, she starts to remember what happened like will and, and his past. Um, and then we finally get a good, um, uh, like a little bit more about will's past. She remembered the man. She had gone with her own family to the funeral of his daughter and his wife, a car accident. If she remembered right, will standing there alone as people filed past her own father and mother leaning in, reaching to hold him. And Mary May thinking now how about even then he had smelled of booze and something sweet like salt and sweat and the turning of a body into something other than what it had once been. Yeah, it's a terrific bit of writing. Yeah, yeah. We say that a lot, but Urban Weight has really been really fucking just he knows how to turn a a sentence. into. (laughs) He, He does. He does. The image is so clear. You know, this this widower who is basically preserving himself uh, in alcohol and salt. You know, he's just, he's uh, he's mummifying himself before this whole world. He's turning into something uh, that he wasn't before. They are witnessing yeah. this strange transformation. And she doesn't make the connection that he was the guy shooting at her. No. No, but... Uh, Which he wasn't, he wasn't, but... She the the person she assumed was shooting at her was him, but she doesn't connect this guy with that person. Right. Right. Um, But yeah. And then you get the classic, you know, uh, the father pulling the come, my children, come, my children, you know, when they when he sees them. And it's like, dude, just because you're the Messiah, is it too much to say, hey, come on in? Can Can you just can you can you fucking put the hyperbole back in your goddamn purse and just talk like a human being for five minutes, please. I think that's why I could, I think I'm cult proof because of that. Like the moment someone starts to preach uh, on that level and start insisting that he's a father and I'm his child. uh, Kneel now, kneel and I will give you the blessing of my hands. Like, come on, on, dude. No, it's, no, if you belong to an organization that requires that you refer to its leaders as father, uh, 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 get out, get out. Unless unless they want you to call him daddy and you're into it. Otherwise, get the fuck out. It's you are that that train never ends at the right station. It is always bad news. Um, she does. We do get an interesting bit of background, just a little bit on the father. Because Mary May remembers him, uh, right when he first he, came up, yeah, before the and, before the cult, <laughs> right? And, and Kevin, do you remember where he comes from? Joseph Seed came up with his brothers John and Jacob from Georgia. Of course, 
she did. That explains a lot. As a man from Georgia, I can tell you this explains a lot. The oh father from from Georgia. From Georgia, like they they Savannah didn't want him. They're like, get your hobo ass out of here. Go preach somewhere else. And uh, you know, it's like. Oh yeah, he had to. He had to get far, far away. You know that no one moves from Georgia to Montana uh, <laughs> who didn't do it out of some necessity. There was a reason that he needed to get uh, a distance away from Georgia. Yeah, you got a PI <laughs> on your tail. Get the fuck out of this East Coast. Just go. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. So you get a little bit of background on him, and that cracks me up. I just there's a little, yeah. little tiny bit. Just a little. There's a little nugget. You don't get to talk. People need to talk more about, you know, these, these, these cult leaders, you know, because the reason they can become cult leaders is because you don't know about them as a stupid 10 year old who shat his pants during PE. You know, every day, every day, every day and happily, by the way, uh, and he went away and, and, and he came back a month later and everything was good. And we don't know what happened, but he was fine. Uh, but that, that like, but that kid's not gonna, he can't be a cult leader. People, people never forget. Uh, yeah. that's just how it works. It's sort of like that girl from, um, the turning point USA girl. Uh, what's her name? The, the blonde girl with the machine guns. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. With the big hair. Sure. With the big hair. Yeah. She shit her pants at a party once. Um, that's, that's like every time she. It's in like she's a Twitter main character or whatever. People bring up the fact that like, yeah. oh, didn't didn't you shit your pants at didn't a party? You shit once? your pants, just give up, kid. Just give up. <laughs> There's no career in this. No career for you. Nah, the right wing grift. Just yeah. Just let let it be. Let just it be. let you it don't... be, kid. Just let it yeah. be. So uh, that's uh, let's see, and we get a brief moment there at the very end here with um, Will and Holly again. Uh, and Will can't sleep. He wakes up. Like I mentioned before, he just he just doesn't do well in enclosed places, it seems. Yeah. And uh, he kind of forces himself outside to get a little air. And uh, Holly finds him there. And, uh, right. and Holly's been sleeping with John Seed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which cracks me up. Like, she's just just the, like, way, the way she says it. Uh, <laughs> she's so casual about it. She's like, I'm fucking him. Whatever. I'm fucking him. They don't call him John Seed for nothing, if you know. Yayo. And uh, so they just have a little existential conversation about, you know, everything in, in their lives. And, and she is very clearly a true believer. Um, yeah. She really believes in this shit. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's that's why I guess uh, her description of all the stuff going down with bliss and everything, she just refers to it. Oh, it's a little weird. Uh, it's the cult version of boys being boys, I suppose. Yes. So she's a true believer in that she doesn't, she's like, she didn't get this bliss stuff back in my day. We just believed the, that doomsday was coming without it. (laughs) We, we spoke in tongues through sheer will. Uh, yeah. And so, and and this is also when we basically have it spelled out for us that, um, Will's, wife and daughter died in a car wreck and that he was responsible. He was responsible in 
so yeah, he was at the bar. Mm-hmm. He had bought the drink for the guy who ki- who whose car ran into his family's. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, uh, his wife and daughter had were driving to the bar because they were afraid that Will was going to kill himself drunk, like with drunk driving. And then I, the irony is that they are the ones that died because a drunk driver hit them. Yeah. Yeah. He encouraged the guy who got hammered, you know, as far as he, as far as he can tell, uh, the, the shot that he bought for the dude was the one that pushed him over the edge that made him drunk enough that he ended yep. up killing his family. Right. Um, Which is, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of the, that's a lot of the guilt. I mean, there's yeah. no way to, to specifically specifically tell that it's oh, of course, of course, you know, and, but, and, you know, he's never going to you're never going to convince him otherwise of, of exactly like that. Exactly. He he was in this bad place, this dark place. They said basically they say that he's been drunk every day since he was 15 at that point. Right. And uh, and he was in this dark place and it connected to uh, him losing the only things that he gave a damn about. Um, or at least in, you know, kind of gave a damn about. You think if he gave more of a damn, he'd actually be there with him, but that's not how alcoholism works. Uh, so right. he's just you. You you get a look at the dark cloud that is hanging over this man, and why? Uh, and this and that's how cults work. That's how yeah. cults work. They find that's, people who need help. That who they're need down help. down yeah. and out. Yeah, they find you when you're you're most vulnerable. They find people who need something, whether it's a whole new change of life like him, or just the comfort of some sort of spirituality that's different from everyone else's. It right. can be very simple. It can be very complex. But they find what you need the most, and they found him, and they got their hooks into him. And even now, when he's doubting and uh, you know not happy with the direction things are going, he doesn't say peep doesn't and doesn't uh, at all. so yeah so he's he's uh he's kind of stuck uh in this place and uh, we're gonna need to see him uh redeem himself if you will yeah meanwhile mary may is just not having a good time she is having a lousy night's sleep kevin i gotta be honest with you yeah her her they're they're basically the her brother had promised to take her back to fall's end uh he didn't do that and he's not he's not going to uh, even though he is lying. He's basically lying to her right now. You'll drive me back to town, won't you? Yes. You'll come with me. Yes. Um, he's he's not. He's not going to do that because instead he's going to let John Seed kidnap her basically yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah. And a really disturbing bit of like, you know, you need to be cleaned. You need to be, you know, just this whole uh just uh, uh you need to it's wash. gross That's yeah you, it is. and she's scared he says there's no reason to be scared and 100 percent of the time when somebody tells somebody else there's no reason to be scared is a good time to be there, scared there totally is a reason to be, yeah absolutely <laughs> you've got yeah if someone tells you uh uh you i'm never going to plunge a fishing knife into your eye um just make like sure that you've hidden away all the fishing knives it's oddly specific, yeah. and I don't like that you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm um, moving to Montana. 
and I'm moving to Montana. Uh, <laughs> this is that's actually the origin story for there it the, is. the, the Seed Brothers. The prequel, prequel. The prequel, prequel. Yeah. Um, the so yeah, basically Drew is. You know what the the cult members like Drew are? They're basically like the working Joes from Alien Isolation. That's exactly where, what it is. Where it's like, um, like w- you're playing Alien Isolation, and working Joe is basically choking you out, and <laughs> the working Joe says stuff like, "Please do not struggle." Yeah. <laughs> this is for the best. Please. This is for your own good. <laughs> if, if you stop, if you don't stop struggling, I'll have to contact HR. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. He's just this dead-eyed, you know, fuck doll of a man with, with you know, psychopathic tendencies as far as the cult is concerned. It doesn't, doesn't matter that it's his sister. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. Just that, you know, it's good for the cult. Right. Now, there's no way he can delude himself into actually believing that, you know, things are going to work out real well for his sister. But clearly there have been issues. We get implications in previous sections that, you know, he fought with his family. He seems to be the black sheep. And there's another moment that you get uh, where a cult absolutely uh, can take advantage, yep. you know. Yeah, exactly. Within family. Well, we've got a family. We'll, we'll be your family instead. And that seems to be exactly what happened. And uh Either his sister's going to get cleansed and washed in the blood of the lamb, so to speak, uh, yep. or sh- or she'll she'll die. Uh, yeah. and, and he seems kind of okay with that. He's okay with either outcome, right? And the the there's the the confrontation turns physical, where uh, basically Drew yanks her off the bed that she was laying on. Um, and then she came off the bed with her arms failing, flailing, reaching for anything that might stop her fall. Nothing could be found except for the bare sheets. And she fell two feet from the bed and landed on one elbow, then hit her head. The pain was instant and reverberated down through her skin all the way through her body. She had hit hard and fast and she could barely think except to know she was bre- being dragged across the carpet. She turned and bent away from him, reaching out with her hands. Her fingernails dug for purchase, but came away with only dirt and sand and lint and whatever other thing could be taken underneath her nails. Yeah. It's brutal. It's, it's brutal. It's and brutal. then John seed shows up and they throw her into the back of a pickup truck. And, uh, John says, this is the end. This is what I've always wanted for you. You have been alone. You have lived without the word of the father and now you will be alone no more. And that's chapter two. And that's the end of the second chapter. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. And, and, and by the way, that's the end of the second chapter. We are actually literally halfway through the book now at this yeah. point. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's a weirdly paced book. but, but It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, chapter chapter one was shorter um, than chapter two. I believe two and three are the meaty ones, the meatiest yeah. of the book. It gets shorter again um, after that. Um but yeah, it's it is an interestingly paced book, um, and you know we'll see we'll see how long it takes us to get through it. Um, but what are, what are your thoughts so far? I mean, man, I, I it's it's only getting better as we go, uh, and and I gotta be honest, uh, just based on the kind of stuff that I normally read, this is actually overtaking uh, Halo: Fall of Reach as my favorite book we've read on the show so far. Oh wow! Uh, assuming assuming it doesn't, uh, you know, we're halfway through. 
And assuming it doesn't take a nosedive into shit town, which, you know, totally could happen. It can, uh, it can happen. Yeah. Uh, assuming we stay on this track, um, I, I just, I'm, I'm a huge Cormac McCarthy fan. I'm a huge fan of, you know, survivalist shit and, uh, and Far Cry in general. And uh, just all of the little boxes are being ticked for me, just me personally. And I really dig Urban White's style of writing. Um, yeah, it good- makes me kind of want to check check out his non non uh, video game books. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does a lot of thrillers. Big surprise there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, very cool stuff. And by the way, before we forget, we did reference a couple of podcasts uh, the, today, and. and we should you should definitely check them out. The first one is a uh, friend of the pod. Oops, all monsters! If you haven't checked that one out, uh, we we need you to contact them and tell them uh, they need to get off their West Virginian asses and do a Flatwoods Monster episode. Uh, yeah, that would make me very happy. And the other one, if you're interested in learning a little more about uh, not just the drug addictions of Nazis, but uh, also just generally evil people throughout the history uh it's a it's a, a podcast called behind the bastards which is very popular oh uh, i've seen i've seen that it's been like on the when i scroll through apple podcasts it's i've seen it recommended a few times i cannot recommend it enough and uh this last week they just uh started an episode uh two-parter uh called i believe uh, hitler's drug addiction and it's about the history of of you know, drug use by Hitler and within the Nazi party. It's fascinating. Uh, and the guy's a great uh, writer and historian, that sort of thing. And he covers everything from modern assholes like Steven Seagal and, you know, Dr. Phil <laughs> uh, to Stalin and fucking Hitler and shit like that. It is fantastic. Uh, oh, that's awesome. It it's really I'll have to good. check it out. I'll have so, to check that out. Check those both out. Uh, you will not be sorry. All right, well, that'll do it for today's episode. You can follow us on Twitter at PixelLitPod. Um, and please remember to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Otherwise, give us a follow on your favorite podcast platform. Share us with your favorite uh, friend, family member, uh, canine, feline, whatever you want to do. Um, please share. It really helps us out. Um, my name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. Mermaid. This has been uh, Pixelit. Take care, everybody. Bye.